Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Mr. Forsdyke, how are you? Richardson. Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, love. I'm all right. Thanks, love. So, no party balloons. Balloons have no. balloons have deflated. Been popped. But, yeah, all gone. Balloons popped. Another stamp duty land tax deadline looming. <laughs> but I saw something that came out this week, Stu, that piqued my interest and thought it might be quite a handy thing to talk about. Um, and maybe it's a bit controversial, and I absolutely will say right from the get-go, not wishing to offend anyone, not wishing to diss any products, but from the conveyances point of view, Stu, I'm wondering now whether there are, dare I say, just too many search products out there for conveyances. Um, there's absolutely no doubt that in the last probably 10 or 15 years, um, 10 years probably, you know, the range of products, the range of search providers has absolutely exploded. Um, and the quality of the search products that we get now are, you know, hugely better than they, you know, than they were 10 or 15 years ago. But um, I have to say, Stu, I saw a product um, being talked about this last week, 10 days, about uh, a search product that talks about air quality in localities. And I have absolutely no doubt that it's a great product. I have absolutely no doubt that people living in cities in particular, that would be an incredibly useful thing for them. My question is, you know, should, should conveyancers be thinking quite hard about whether, you know, that's a product they want to, um, uh, you know, pick up and run with? It's a real difficult one, isn't it? Because there's a line here that we need to draw in the sand, so to speak. And, and that's, you know, what, what do we do? You know, we're meant to be doing conveyancing, which is the transfer of title from a seller to a buyer. And it's all this additional information. The moment we become party to it, okay, we're expected to sort of advise our yeah. client, even though it's, it's not really under our remit to do so. And um, this is where it becomes totally, you know, it's very, very difficult, isn't it? We want to furnish our client with as much information about the property they're buying as possible. But when we start to talk about the surrounding areas, things that we're not qualified, frankly, to advise on, it, it becomes really difficult and our job's getting you know, bigger and bigger because of it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And as I say, certainly from a, a health point of view, you know, clearly not just to sort of focus on the air quality product. As I say, I've absolutely no doubt that for lots of uh, potential buyers in localities it would be a really really good thing um as i say my concern for conveyances and i wonder whether conveyances sometimes lose sight of this as you say is the minute you advise on it or you you put it forward you are then taking on a degree of liability um and of course you know at the end of the day you know i'm not an environmental specialist and i'm you know not an, a specialist in you know particulates that might get into your lungs that are chucked out of cars in a, in a rush hour and uh, and it, that sort of thing concerns me quite considerably really um because there's just so much data out there that prop tech companies are pulling together into what look like great products but I'm not convinced that for a lot of them, the conveyancer should be the conduit for those products. Yeah, it's where it's where the liabilities fall. And of course, 
you know, we're, we're sort of encroaching really into a surveyor's remit all the time, aren't we? You know, the yeah. moment we've got to start talking about, you know, condition of property um, and the surrounding areas, we're, we're sort of, we're venturing outside of our remit. Or oh, that's why I sort of see it myself. You know, it's outside of what we're qualified yeah. and what we should be doing. You know, we're not getting paid any additional monies to do this invest, you know, this additional investigation. Um, yet, you know, we take on the liability for, you know, potentially reporting on it so it's a difficult one isn't it it is because what if you know somebody moves into a city center you know having had some of the reports that we send them and they and they still get ill and they say well you sent us a report saying that the air quality here was okay you know <laughs> and it always comes back to that issue doesn't it that you know we're we're properly insured um and it's always that liability tags to you isn't it i think well the problem is we then become aware don't we so yeah. the moment we start instituting a search um, on, on anything, let alone air quality, but on anything in particular, you know, we then become aware of that information. That information is within our ownership and therefore we're expected to divulge that and report to the client on that information. Whether or not we're qualified to do yeah. so, um, we've got to tell the client about what's within our possession. We have to divulge that. Yeah. And that's where all of a sudden we're then on record, so to speak. And, and like you say, if there's a problem, the client's going to automatically come back to us. Um, and then there's this argy bargy over, you know, whether it's, you know, our liability. Could it be the search company's liability? Is it their insurance that could be um, potentially paying out for a claim if there was a mistake? Is it us? You know, did we report to you know the client correctly on the issue? Um, but for me, this is this is going beyond the remit of conveyancing. Um, you know, I thought this for a long time. I think our governing bodies still need to up their game in terms of education insofar as what the conveyancing process is and what conveyancing actually is. You know, back in the day, you know, we used to do a local search and a drainage. That was it, wasn't it? You know, we, we might flirt with a, a, a chancel search. Um, yeah. This is before insurance. Um, or before the uh, you know before the insurance companies indemnified it, so it was literally just drainage and and local authorities. It's way before sort of environmental searches, and you know certainly the environmental products now have, 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 have or contain loads more information um, yeah. in comparison to what they did twenty years ago. Um, but even environmental issues, again, are we you know are we qualified to look at environmental issues? Well, the fact I mean the fact is we're not. Um, and I think that I think the distinction also is that, as you say, once a search goes through the conveyancer, we are not just a passive conduit for that information. We're not saying at that point that we're not able to say, dear client, we have got this for you. Now go away and read it. And if you've got any questions, go and ask somebody. Um, we are, you know, because it's gone through us, there is a there is a, um, a an obligation to advise. And as I say, I picked out a couple of um, interesting, well, depending on your viewpoints, Stu, but interesting points and, uh, from the Law Society's flood risk um, practice note. But I do think you could put almost anything in brackets other than flood risk. So, for example, you know, the Law Society, and this is the Law Society I'm quoting here, the market for flood risk searches is not regulated. It is not always easy to establish how accurate the data is. So the first question is, should conveyances be going through 
you know, the Law Society and probably CRC's equivalent practice notes to make sure that that sort of information is in our reports. You know, hey, we've done this, but we don't know how accurate the data is. But then what they go on to say, and I quote, and as I say, for flood risk, you could put almost any search in brackets here. When reporting on the results of any flood search to your client, you, as in the conveyancer, should tell them that you are not qualified to advise on technical matters regarding the results, and they should raise any questions they have with their surveyor or the consultant who prepared the report. Now, I imagine that most conveyancing firms will have that guff in their report, in their standard report. But it's a weird thing because... Um, if you contrast that with the Law Society's conveyancing handbook, the handbook says, and I quote, a summary of the information received from the searches should be communicated to the buyer by his solicitor. So that seems to me to be saying two different things yeah. about the same thing. As in, on the one hand, if you're sending a flood search, you should be saying, I'm not qualified to interpret it exactly the same as you've just said for environmental, more so probably, contrasted with a summary of the information received from the searches should be communicated to the buyer by his solicitor. And, and, re and realistically, the client's only going to ask one person if they've got any questions on those searches. You know, yeah. realistically, they're not going to go back to the provider of the report, nor would the provider of the report want to liaise with clients directly anyway. No. Um, so from a practical standpoint, they're only coming one way, and that's back to us, isn't it? Yeah, you and know? that's absolutely right, and a brilliant point, Stu. And also the issue is, again, it's a point I made a minute ago, where is the search coming from? It's coming through us. It's coming. It's not coming from the search provider yep. Yep. or, you know, or, or whoever. It's not coming from the surveyor. And, of course, it's. I think it's disingenuous to say... Um, you know, or, or talk to their surveyor, because you know and I know, Stu, that the vast, vast majority of yep. buyers don't get a survey, so they don't have a surveyor to talk to, you know, which, so it's 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 quite disingenuous. It, I it'd think. be interesting what percentage do, but I would imagine it must be, well, un, must be under 10%, mustn't it? Oh, I would have thought so, yeah. I mean, you know, must you be, and I just, you know, finger in the air, but you know, you you do high volume. I've been doing it for a long time. I mean, I can tell you that the vast majority of people yeah. don't have a survey. Yeah. Um, there might be people in certain localities where there's perhaps a certain yeah. profile of property yeah. or client yeah. that would have a higher proportion. But across the board, the vast majority of people don't. So they don't have a surveyor to ask, quite frankly. And of course, the other point, Stu, that you and I talked about off air is, um, and it's that typical sort of, um, I think lawyer problem, but certainly conveyancer problem, I would say, is these problems often only sort of crawl out the woodwork after the event. Because again, you know, and I know that the vast majority of clients don't also don't really read what we send them. You know, they're only sometimes going to look at this stuff in retrospect if there's a problem. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what appetite there would be um, from a client's perspective, you know, to know about the air quality as a generalisation. You know, I'm sure that, again, there are certain geographical locations where it might be more relevant than others. But as a general, especially across the areas where we are in Essex and London, um, maybe London different, I don't know. But I, I can't see the appetite being there for the client. I already think that, you know, we're, we're serving them with too much 
information generally anyway, as, yeah. as we have to to cover our own backs um, because we're in, you know, um, in receipt of it. So just to increase those reports, the level of information that we have to dish out, I'm not so sure the appetite will be there from the client's perspective either. I don't think so. And I think actually, and again, I could be completely wrong. And I'm, you know, I am genuinely happy to be shot down in flames here. But I do think as the process becomes increasingly digitised and people are sort of, you know, picking up their conveyancing information from the likes of you on their phones and they're getting their documents on their phones, I'd be interested to know how many clients are actually downloading PDFs of searches on their phones in a busy day and um, under reading them. I, you know, and I that might be no greater proportion than people who are prepared to take it out of an envelope and look for a paper. But I can't see that uh, many people are going to be actually reading this stuff. Um, uh, any searches, I might add, and any reports that we send them. But of course, the um, the law sock from the handbook, you know, point of view about us being, you know, having to at least summarise what's in a search. Uh, and I know I've mentioned this case before, Stu, but in case anybody's interested, it's the Orient Field Holdings and Bird and Bird case from 2017, where unfortunately, you know, big transaction, la, 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 um, uh, the, the firm in question didn't do, uh, they did, I beg your pardon, they did a um, plan search to, to find out, you know, what was going on in the locality planning-wise, but unfortunately in the melee, with which I have an enormous amount of sympathy for them, I have to say, they didn't report to the client on it. And basically the court said, well, um, you didn't have to do the search, but once you'd done it, you took on the liability to send it to your client and summarise it. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's a key, that's a key thing. That's the point I was trying to make earlier when I said we're in, all of a sudden, you know, we're in receipt of this information. We can't then turn a blind eye to it. So you are, you know, I know it's a, a real corny phrase, but we are opening that can of worms, aren't we? Yeah, we absolutely are. And actually, I mean, I think probably, a you know, a topic for a separate chat, actually, um, which, you know, lots of conveyances, lots either ignore or, or, or a few get very um, fixated on is also the consumer protection regs. Uh, it's all around the conveyance, the state of knowledge. It's the very point you've just made and the extent to which under the regs we'd be required to disclose information that we've got which of course runs directly in the face of the duty of confidentiality. So I think that's a separate discussion, but it's, it's actually all linked um, uh, sort of interestingly. But, um, but um, one of the things I saw fairly recently, Stu, again, in terms of sort of, dare I say, you know, packaging data, um, and I know you saw it too, is, um, you know, just information about the property generally and the locality within which the property is situated, um, you know, and the pitch was, well, you know, would conveyancers want this product? And I have to say, I think probably like you, my conclusion was sort of no. It, a, it was too generic. And B, um, again, do we just want to have more information that we're then obliged to comment on? I, I think... The danger with 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 you know too much information is we're trying to turn everything into such a uh, a process uh, a digital process all the time that um, you know we're taking away that personal touch we're taking away that investigation um, and by producing generic information that may not be relevant to the conveyancing process we're just engaging in more work we're in receipt of more information that we potentially don't need to be in receipt of. And I'm still not so sure what the client wants to know. I, I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, most clients just want to know that everything's okay. 
um, from our perspective. Um, you know, we talk about good and marketable titles, stuff like that, or sayings like that. You know, that's that's our saying. The client just wants to know that it's all okay. As far as we're concerned, we want to know that that client can buy that property, we can register it in their name, register the charge, and there's not going to be any problems coming back to us in the future. The moment we start getting involved in all this additional information, you know, that you could argue, I suppose, from a, a different perspective, it enhances a service that we give. For me, it's just all information falling outside of our remit, you mm. know, outside of what our general job should be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, as I say, I saw a, you know, a nice looking little report. And as I say, it talked a bit about the property. It talked about the schools in the locality. I mean, in many ways, it was sort of almost a sort of, you know, glorified agents, particulars, really. Um, and I felt that and actually the context in which I'd seen it over summer was that a buying agent had produced one you know, for a client who they'd found a three million quid property for that actually, you know, when I looked at it, I felt this couple could barely afford, but that was that was up to them, not me. And they were remortgaging everything as a result. But um, uh, but I felt that that sort of product, you know, about sort of schools and the locality and da, 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 da. It was a nice little product to sort of justify a buying agent's fee or it would be a great product for an estate agent. But again, I just couldn't see... In the main, there are always exceptions and there are some conveyances that might think it's the best thing to do sharp repellent, but I just couldn't see that conveyances were an appropriate conduit for that information, really, I have to say. Well, it's, inform- it's the, the interesting ones, isn't it, is, is the information regarding schools, um, because if you're going to start talking about the, you know, the quality of air, then as a comparable, yeah, you would have thought people would want to know about, you know, the, you know, the information regarding schools in that local area. But where are we going to draw the line on this? Um, for me, it's just we've gone too far past. If, if we've not already passed the point of no return with with what we're expected to do and the liabilities that we undertake, because you know potentially we can find out about this information. You know, we, yeah, we always I... we always have the conversation here. You know, should we as as lawyers we Google the property address to find out what might be on the open, you know, on on the internet? Um, you know, where are we going to draw the line on what we do? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, the Googling's an interesting one. I mean, I actually, um, I do generally, when I've got the time, when I'm locoming, um, I usually look up a property, and I'll tell you the reason I do it these days, too, is to try and find some agents' particulars, some photos, a plan, because very often these days, um, particularly with the sort of internet-based um, uh, agents there's usually not a half decent set of particulars there usually isn't a, an agent to liaise with and you know usually I don't have a brochure with photos so actually to give me an idea and funny enough I did one last night and you know had a look at it and realized that um that actually you know typical you'll recognize this deed from 1978 old houses in a row a uh, very, very banky sketch plan, but clearly showed a kink, big kink in a, well, kink in a boundary. Uh, and it was called, I think, dustbin area that fell within adjoining title. But of course, you know what's happened. That's just been straightened off. So, of course, the seller, you know, who's trying to sell the property now doesn't own a bit of the land they're trying to sell. But I'm not sure I'd, I wouldn't have picked that up if I hadn't had a quick look at the photos. But I tend to go and look for the photos but i do i do draw the line at that for, for the reasons yeah, you alterations windows flying freeholds yeah. all all really accessible by by looking at the pictures of the property and you can do street view now can't you on google yeah. and all that sort of jazz um which we tend to do which is always really really handy but again yeah. where are we going to draw the line on this 
Um, you know, we should be just really transacting on the information that we hold that's given to us by a vendor. Um, you know, if a buyer asks us to look into something, there might be a different story. But where do we draw the line? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I think we could kind of talk about this for, for, for days, really, Stu. But certainly, I think it's fair to say our advice to conveyancers would be, you know, be careful what you wish for. Because I think if you take on a product of any nature um, uh, and, and it goes through you, at the very least, you've got to summarise it and, um, and, you know, potentially pick up the tab if something goes wrong. Problem, isn't it? All right, Stu. Well, that was an interesting chat. So thanks for that. And I will see you again soon. No problem. See you soon, Ryan. Bye. Bye. Ryan.